Three HL 1045 the zone. Brent Doherty. <coughs> Don Davenport. Hey Don. What's up? Happy All Monday. Right. We've got two really good basketball players we're about to talk with. Yes, we one do. of them is sitting right here. His name is Ron Slay. I'm in the building. I'm in the building. Hey, I'm in the building. I'm in the building. I'm in the building. I'm in the building. <laughs> I'm in the building. I'm in the building. <laughs> What's up, people? Get this party started. Wait, no, Slay Dog. Man, I'm good, man. Just out here, man. Got the Boom Boom Room shirt going. Boom Boom always rocking, man. Though always open, but it gets locked. So be careful. So what's the deal? Like really good basketball players from back in the day wear headbands? You know what, Babs? I just think um, <laughs> special ones do. I mean, just special <laughs> ones do, man. It's just something about the headband. The people that don't wear it right, you know, something wrong with them like Wayne Chisholm. But you also got the guys, man, like Shane Foster. Man. Wayne Chisholm was like a halo. You and, you and Shane Foster did it right. Yeah. Shane Foster joins us now in 3HL. Shane, what's up, man? How are you? I'm doing well, man. Trying to come down off this cloud right now. Nah, don't you dare come down. Don't you dare come down. You better stay up, boy. Stay up as long as possible. Sugar oh, man. Shane, I'm, I'm excited, man. Slay, what's up, baby? Man, I'm good, man. I remember, I remember, um, us playing pickup one summer at Vanderbilt, <laughs> and um, this is when Shane. When was this? Like five years ago, or this, like no, fifteen this is, years this ago? About, or... This is about '04. This was his his year when he arrived. Getting ready to be on campus now. The the the, the pickup games at Van, Vanderbilt are legendary. Like you got people coming from far and wide. I'm talking about on any given day. You subject have guys from the NBA in there. You got college, all the college guys in there for everywhere in everywhere in the state. So um, Shane's a a freshman, freshman, incoming freshman. Ain't even enrolled in school for real yet. And I remember CA uh, picked him up. CA is Corey Allen. He was the OG vet. Played the University of Tennessee with Allen Houston, but he was the guy that kind of helped, you know, nourish um, this younger talent and keep us all in one area. And CA picked him up, and after the game, I'm asking Corey, like, "Hey man, why this man keep shooting like this, man? This man, and he he wasn't making the shots. It was just the point of he had the confidence to keep shooting it. Like we only going to six, six or seven, and we're going by ones and twos, so these buckets count." I'm like, hey, C.A., man, why this man keep on shooting? He was like, nah, man, he going to be all right, man. He going to be all right. And I be down. Sugar Shane, <laughs> you hanging up there in that same gym in the rafters, brother. So you did a little more than all right, man. What is that feeling like, dude, to see that jersey up at Oh, man, it was surreal. Um, I can't even – I don't even have words to describe, you know, what it means to, to my family, uh, our coaching staff, my teammates, uh, this, this community. You know, mm-hmm. for me to be up there in, the, in that way, man. But you know, it, it's amazing. It's wonderful. It's an honor. You know, the the last person on the men's side who jersey went up there is Perry Wallace. Mm-hmm. If, it, if there's no if there's no Perry Wallace, there is no Shane Foster. And mm-hmm. so I just feel humbled and and, and grateful um, to to everyone who made this happen, made this possible, and everyone who's been a part of my journey uh, to get to the point where this was even possible in the first place. Shane Foster with us on 3HL. Shane, how did you find out that your 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 jersey was going into the rafters? Man, Vanderbilt tricked me, man. So <laughs> they, they called me in. They called me in to to speak to the team, speak to the basketball team. So you know everybody's in the gym, and I speak at Vanderbilt all the time. Mm-hmm. So I really wasn't thinking of anything of it. 
And so, but this time they put a mic on me. And I'm like, well, we're in the gym. I'm, I'm usually loud enough, but whatever. I'm still not thinking nothing of it. And and when I get finished speaking, Stackhouse comes up and, you know, he thanked me for speaking to the team. And he said, well, we wanted you to come to speak, but we also had something else for you. The, the, the Vanderbilt community feels it's time for a name to go up in the Raptors. And I was like, are you serious? <laughs> like, like that. Don't play like that. Yeah, like, there's yeah. a lot of stuff to play like. <laughs> but this ain't don't, one. Don't do, don't do me like that, man. But, but yeah, Candace was there. You know, David Williams was was our both of our mentors. Yeah. You know, and, and father figure in our lives. And for her to be a part of this and, and, and help make this happen was was so special. Um, and, and I'm just grateful, man. I'm, I'm like I said, I'm I'm still on this cloud right now. I'm just really really grateful, man. That. Cool to, cool to get a win, too, over LSU, man. man. exactly. 100%. And my high school AAU teammate, Tasman Mitchell, is on the coaching staff mm-hmm. over there. So mm-hmm. I ain't get a chance to talk to him, but 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 it, it was a pretty special, special game. Them being ranked in the country. I mean, Memorial Magic was on and popping. It was loud in there like it's supposed to be, man. And so I just I appreciate everybody, appreciate everybody for coming out as well. That's a. That, I hope that's a turning point for that season, man, to keep on rolling, except when they had to come to Knoxville. But outside of that, man, I hope the boys keep pushing. Um, let me ask you this, Sugar Shane. Um, <laughs> he just slides that one through there. That's my man. That's my man. He yeah. knows it's coming. Missouri, knock him out. <laughs> yeah, beat everybody. <laughs> but, hey, man, let me ask you this, man. The, the fans, what was it like to walk in there and have them erupt? You know, with that jersey going up, man, one more one more good time that gym packed, and you be able to look around and know all your accomplishments, man, is going up there on that banner, man. Man, it, it brings chills. Mm-hmm. It brought tears. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, to 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 look around and and see other fans that's, that's yelling and screaming, but they're in tears too. Yeah. You know, and <laughs> and I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that you know that this community, they weren't just fans to me. Like, this is family. This is home, mm-hmm. right? And and the amount of time that I've spent with people and their kids and, you know, this is this is family. And so, you know, it's my name that's on the jersey, but this is Nashville going up there in the Raptors. You know, this yeah. is this is Commodore Nation in the Raptors, man. And that's that's really what, it, what I've always been about, this community, just, just embracing me in this way. Um, it was just so special. It was just so, so special, man. And, and, and so many people showed up. We had folks in the gym who, who sent me messages, you know, about, you know, experiences that they had, mm-hmm. you know, where me signing an autograph or a T-shirt or me sending them a video uplifting them, you know, um, really changed things for them. You know, I had somebody who was 93 years old, been season ticket holder for 50-plus years, you know, just wanted me to come over and just, just say, hey, and I embraced them and their whole family sitting there crying. Like, that's what it's about, man. Let's like, go. basketball was great. We accomplished a lot of things, but the impact on the people and the relationship, that's what it's really all about, man, and what, what solidified, you know, me having one of the better – you know, college careers of, of anybody I know. What hurt didn't hinder? Explain that to me. Mm-hmm. You know, we all go through things. We all, nobody's exempt from, from trouble, from uh, trauma, from situations. And, and me growing up in a household um, and, and a community that, that had a lot of domestic violence, a lot of violence, a lot of gang violence, a lot of drugs, you know, dealing with depression and anxiety, you know, trying to run away from home and dealing with child abuse and so many things. And we all go through those, do those, through those things. 
but they don't have to hinder you from being successful. They don't have to hinder, you know, really what God's plan is for your entire life in general, man. And, and, you know, you don't, you don't stop going through things, but you use, you use all of those lessons, you know, to, 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 to get over it, to persevere, to overcome. And that's what I wanted to share with people so many times, particularly in, in, in many communities, you know, we, we don't talk. We don't share. We we talk about all the great things, but we don't want to talk about the difficult moments. But it's through those difficult moments that we build the resilience that's necessary, not only for us to overcome, but it becomes a testimony that helps other people overcome situations that they're going through as well. And so, you know, a lot of that is is going through counseling, but just being able to be be able to be honest and talk about the situations you're going through. You know, and and domestic violence being a big part of that. You know, you know, you know the work that I've done. You know, with the the YWCA raising yeah. awareness around domestic violence. These are difficult things that people go through, but that doesn't have to be the end. There's, there's so much power in being able to overcome it, but there's some specific things to, for you to be able to do such that you can overcome and that be a launching pad for what God has in your life. And I put all of that into the book. Woo, Shane Foster, at Shane Foster underscore 32. Sugar Shane still delivering from deep. <laughs> still hitting it. I see you, brother. Hey, uh, my you man. Get, you can use that, right, Slay? Yeah, you better believe me. Hey, I'll give him, I'll, my boy know you. I'll give him one. All he got to do is put the mic on for me. <laughs> Shane, you know what's funny? We, we, we were talking earlier about, like, how do you get through through to kids these days? Like, yeah. how? because we all were challenged by people to get the most out of us. And Mm -hmm. it's not something that's comfortable necessarily uh, until you get used to it. But it just seems like, like generate, maybe our parents thought this about us too. I don't know, but it just seems like today's generation, it's hard to push them without them thinking that you don't like them or something like that. Like, how do you get through to kids today? Well, I I think it's about transparency and authenticity. You know, kids can, can see through BS. Right. They, they can see through all that fake stuff. Right. And so to the extent that you're just trying to be impactful, but you don't really care about the kids, it is impossible for you to reach them. Right. You got to care first. You got to love on them first. And, and in order to do that, you got to understand where they come from and where they are. And we can't make the assumption that every athlete and every kid or every inner city kid is the same because no, no, nobody's the same. Everybody is different. Right. And, and in order for us to be truly effective, whether it's through sport or it's, it's teaching or it's in religion, regardless, you, in order for you to be effective, you've got to meet people where they are. And you can't meet them where they are if you don't get to know them, right? And so you've got to build a relationship first. That's what's been the most successful for me as we've built a men together with the YW across the country doing work, right? It's, it's about building that relationship first. And once you build a relationship, now I can, I can be relevant to your situation and give you what you need in order for you to be your best self. That's, that's what I would say to that. Shane Foster for three. <laughs> speaking, speaking of, and uh, literally we ask you this every time you come on, or at least I do, take me back to Mississippi State game. Because here, here's the thing. People that are new to Nashville need to understand this. Yes. You were the SEC Player of the Year. We've got first time ever, I think, on 3HL. We've got two SEC Players of the Year on the show at the same time. 2008 SEC Player of the Year. Last game, right, against Mississippi State? Last home game? Yep. Senior yep. night? And you go for 42 and hit nine consecutive threes. Like, what was going through your mind during that deal? You just can't lose. 
You, you can't lose. There's, 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 no, there's no possible way that we can lose this game. And, you know, I give Rick Stansberry and, and certainly Jamont Gordon a lot of credit. Those, those, those guys, they oh, did Jamont. all that they could to win that game. Jamont was a great player from yep. this area. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, he was killing that whole game. You know, the, the, the first half, part of the reason why they were up 12 most of the game is because he was killing unstoppable. Really, the Le- LeBron James of the SEC, really. Mm-hmm. Like, he was yep. that good. And but but when you come to Memorial and and we're undefeated at home and we we're ranked in the country and it's senior night and I know Derek Byers, my brother, who was SEC Player of the Year the year before, right. lost on his senior night. It's a no go for me to lose on mine. It's just it's just a no go. And and our team was so close and and bought in and it wasn't easy. I went 0 for six from three in the first half. And, and my, but my teammates, my coaching staff, they kept encouraging me. And Coach Stallings looked at me and said, "Listen, if you don't start making shots, we're not winning this game." Coach Stallings, man, right? <laughs> it, just is, it just is what it is. Yeah, like, what right? it is. But, what we were and, talking and, about. And so, mm-hmm. but but when but when I saw one go through the basket, you know, Ryan talked about before, you know, me as a, as a freshman kid coming in with the confidence to keep shooting. That's what shooters do. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm a shooter. I'm gonna shoot the ball. You're not gonna make me drive because that's not what I do. I do it every now and then, but I'm going to shoot this basketball. Mm-hmm. And so having the confidence to continue to take those shots deeper and deeper because that's what they were pushing me out to, it was all about us not losing that game. But most importantly, I wanted to tell the fans of Nashville and of the Memorial Magic, thank you for loving on me. Mm-hmm. This community did not have to accept me and, and embrace me the way they did, but they did it in, in, in spite of, and, and, and I'm just so grateful that that game performance showed them how appreciative I am. Well, I'm glad you decided to call Nashville home. And and none of us that, that have grown up here um, are, are surprised when, when people do, uh, you know, come back to Nashville uh, because we know what the what the city is. But, but man, you've done so much for this city. I, I'm so glad you decided to call Nashville home. Thank you. Thank you. That means a lot. Now we got to get this one-on-one game with you and Slay going. Hey, man, man, listen, nah, man, me and, me and Shane ain't got nothing but horse for y'all, man. <laughs> and nothing, don't nothing say one-on-one about me and Shane right now, but the, we can stroke it. That's about it, man. No, we cool on that. We done did that. We shooting floaters and jump shots. Hey, man, on out. Hey, man, Sugar Shane, man, we appreciate you, dude. Like, man, I, I don't give many Vanderbilt guys props, man, but you always told you you one of them. Man, and that 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 I mean that from the bottom of the heart, man. Seeing you grow up, being able to go with you overseas and have your first stint over there, you on the team with me, man, and watch you grow up, mature, having to figure out and tell you, man, you got to get out of there, you got to get out your apartment, dog. You got to have a little bit of fun. You know, saying you want to stay in his apartment and record music. I'm like, dude, come on, man. But man, <laughs> hey, man, it's good to see you where you are in your life, man. And um, kudos to you, dude. You you represent a man. lot, man. And that's that's what's up, hanging up in the Raptors, man. Hey, I, I appreciate you. I appreciate all of you for having me on. Let me say this real quick, man, and, and, and I want to say this publicly. Ron Schley was one of those guys that, that, like you said, would come back in the summertime and be on that court with us in the gym. And, and Ron Schley is one of those guys that, that really taught me how to be a pro, how to be a professional, how to take care of my body, how to take the game seriously, take my development seriously. And, and it's guys like that who are in this community that the guys that are playing at Vanderbilt and TSU and all these other places around here, they need guys like that. They need the guys that have gone and done that to come back and to be mentors and to show them the ropes. It makes it that much easier. When I stepped on the floor against UT, against Florida, against against Georgia, against whoever, I knew 
but I was the best person on the floor because I went up against people like Ron Slay and Ronnie Mack and all and, mm-hmm. and um, AC, all these guys in the summertime. Yeah, right. That's what makes us better. Mm-hmm. And so, Ron, thank you for being the man that you are, the professional that you are, for, for for all the things that you've done to help me be the player that I was. No doubt, bro. I love you, man. Love you back, boy. That's what's all up. right, Shane Foster. Thank you, Shane. Appreciate it, man. Congrats. Thank you. Y'all have a good one. Yep. No At Shane Foster underscore 32. Give him a follow. And I know a lot of Vanderbilt shooters. Y'all can't mess with Shane because he in the Raptors. I'm <laughs> just saying. <laughs> I know a lot of shooters. Freeze. Mac. Drew, <laughs> I know a real shooter. <laughs> Drew, <laughs> yeah, I gotta, I gotta send shots, man. It's only right. I got, I gotta knock I think him down. We might have Drew on here in a little Can't bit. Wait. Talk some hoops, my man. My man, that's my I man. Remind too, man. him. All right, mm-hmm. uh, Mike Heath coming up next. He, <laughs> he spent all week in the uh, in Mobile uh, at the Senior Bowl, so we'll talk with Mike coming up. Also, a little bit on the Super Bowl coming up. Stay tuned. Three HL one zero four five. The zone. Three and one zero four five. The zone. What up, Nashville? How about Shane Foster, man? I forgot he started that game zero for six from three because he mm-hmm. finished nine for fifteen. I forgot the zero for six part too. Nine that goes to for, Slay's point. Nine <laughs> for nine in the second half. Yep. I can't even imagine what that fit like. I mean, I might hit nine threes in a row out at Julia Green Elementary <laughs> School, right? Like, but that's a different deal when people are guarding. And as he said, pushing him back. Yo. They're defending the three-point line. He didn't see no line, though. That was the only problem. And that he mentioned Jamont Gordon was killing that game. He was killing it. And honestly, I believe the SEC player of the year came down to that game. Those two. Those yeah. two. Yep. Like he had he, Was that right? Maybe one on Jamont. No, Glencliff. Glencliff. And then he Dang went it. to Oak Hill Academy. Yep. That's it. Yep. Mm-hmm. Well. Yeah. So yeah, man. Jamont that, was a hell of a player. Oh man. He he summed it up right. He was the LeBron of the SEC. And that is no exaggeration. No exaggeration. I'm, this man is a man-child playing point guard. A man-child. Really? <laughs> I'm telling you. Wow. I mean, this summer when we get into like some of these oh, yeah. when like, we get into sports time? legends. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Without question. Get these guys story time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Here's another one. Mike Key joins us on 3HL. Mike, you ever hit nine threes in a row at BGA? <laughs> no. No, no, no. <laughs> I was not allowed to play basketball at BGA. They were too good. <laughs> oh, you would have brought you would have brought him down, Mike. Is that what you said? I would have. I would have. Uh, yeah, they they didn't have any interest in me playing basketball there. They were they were all set. <laughs> they were okay. They were all. When I got there, they said we're all good. Mike, I had a I had a name drop. I just want to let you know. So you, if your ears were burning on Friday, I did an interview up there with Rock Solid Sports in Knoxville. Um, there you go. Yeah, man. And so I I I, I had a name drop, and I name dropped you, and they went crazy. So. I just, want, just want you to know, you're still a guy. I appreciate it. <laughs> what, what was your sport growing up, Mike? Was it was it football? Like as a kid, just growing up, what was your favorite to play? Baseball. Baseball. Okay. Mm-hmm. I played football and basketball, and then I, I played football in high school. I did not play basketball in high school. I played all the way up to high school, but I yeah, I didn't I didn't play in high school, but uh, played football and baseball. Okay. There you go. Mike See, the more, more you know about your Vought. Mike Keith, Not voice really. of the Titans. <laughs> Vought, V-O-T, voice of the Titans. V-O-T-T, excuse me. Um, tell us about your week down in uh, down in Mobile um, with the Senior Bowl. Who who impressed you? 
Well, in the game itself, it was obviously the defensive lineman because the sacks were, I mean, it was uh, Boye Mafe from from Minnesota yep. and uh, Perrion Winfrey from Oklahoma and uh, D'Angelo Malone from Western Kentucky played really well. Um, really, Jesse Lucada from Penn State. I mean, kind of on and on and on. They had a much better day than the offensive line. And I think they – they benefited too from the fact that the offensive line was switching in on really on both sides. A lot of people trying them out at certain spots, uh, like Zion Johnson from Boston College, who might be the best guard in the draft, played center the whole game. Cole Strange, another outstanding guard, played center. Uh, they, you know, they moved people around left and right trying to give them a look, and so I'd say that was probably advantageous. And then. Some of the tackles didn't have great days either. Um, I was I was very impressed with Desmond Ritter in the game and, and was more impressed with him during the week than I thought I would be. Hmm. The Cincinnati quarterback's yep. very under control, uh, throws a good ball, uh, doesn't look to run immediately, so he does not give up on pass plays too quickly. Um, Kenny Pickett was who we thought he was which I think is a good thing for Kenny Pickett, probably means he's a top-12 pick, um, one would think. Um, Malik Willis, physical talent at quarterback, got some rave reviews some and then had some, some moments where he was you know, not quite as good. Um, really impressed with the Florida running back Damian Pierce. Uh, he's he's going to be a steal for somebody in this draft. Really impressed with both safeties out of Baylor, in particular Jalen Petrie, who, I unless he plays for the Titans, I hope he doesn't end up in the AFC South because, man, he is a really, really good-looking player. Gee, tight ends down there, Mike? <laughs> well, there are only 14 of them, yeah. I, <laughs> I, was, I mean, you're going to be able to get a tight end out of this group probably on day early on day three who has the potential to play for you right away. Wow. That's how that's how good the tight end group is. And they're they're real tight wow. ends too. You know, Jake Jake uh, Ferguson from Wisconsin, Greg Dulcich from UCLA. Uh, obviously, you know, a tremendous amount of talk about Trey McBride from Colorado State, Isaiah Likely from Coastal Carolina. Um Really, Daniel Bellinger from San Diego State, who might be the best blocker of all of them, uh, kind of on and on and on. I, I mean, it's a really good, it's a really really good group of tight ends, and you can take one in the first round, you can take one in the second round, but I think rounds three through five, you're going to be able to get some incredible quality. And if you're a team looking for two of them, it's probably a good year for you, and the Titans could be looking for two of them. Yeah. And for those that don't know, all three tight ends unrestricted free agents. So that mm-hmm. that's the reason for that question, and that, that's interesting. Uh, so so that I mean, t- to be able to, in your opinion, to be able to get a guy that can help you um, in, in year one in rounds three through five, that that's that's great to have that position of need in a year where you have depth, right? Well, they, they've played those systems where they've been asked to play in line, and you know, so so you're not. You know, like Ferguson, who is Barry Alvarez's grandson. Everybody's like, why is Barry Alvarez here? It's like, well, because his grandson is a tight end. For, <laughs> and Wisconsin always has like six tight ends every year in the senior bowl, right? I mean, mm-hmm. there 
They're like six tight ends that come out of Wisconsin. I'm told the guy coming out next year is even better than Jake Ferguson, and he's really, really good. He caught 30 or more passes in four straight years uh, for the Badgers, caught over 40 passes this year. He blocks, scored a touchdown in the game on a nice catch and run, you know, not afraid to take a hit. He's 6'4", 245 pounds. You just watch him, it's like he knows what to do. And there were a couple of tight ends who were obviously more receivers, and they kind of got, you know, they got their nose pushed in a little bit when they tried to block. Mm. You know, you, you could see there's, there's a real good prospect. I mean, Cole Turner, who's a former wide receiver at Nevada, 6'6", 246, and he looks like he ought to be playing the four spot for Vanderbilt's basketball team or, <laughs> you know, Tennessee's basketball team. I mean, that's what he – he looks like a sort of a power forward type guy, but he also looks like he could put on another 20 pounds and he's only been playing tight end two years. So does he go real early? Does he help you real fast? I don't know, but I mean, if you take, take him somewhere and you're able to develop him, you may be thrilled with what he's able to give you. To the, the Jake Ferguson conversation too, because I worked Wisconsin's bowl game and chatted with him so he has the leadership part of it he Mm -hmm. came back stayed another year because it was important to him to kind of better his game in certain areas i think he was their leading receiver right he um i know he got injured during the bowl game and that was when wisconsin really struggled not having him on the field and and you don't often say that right in college at that position but it was so obvious with him and what they were missing without him out there there was missing communication all of that so he's he's legit everything that you said is is even i feel like more so with him at that tight end position so yeah well i mean mean, you're right because wisconsin tight ends are more important than wisconsin wide receivers for what they do offensively yeah and i mean you've got to have a physicality about you but you but you also have to be able to get involved in the pass game you have to be smart and you've, you've got to make some things happen. And, and those guys aren't like third offensive tackles. They're physical because they, that's how you get on the field. But they're athletic. And he's a really, really good athlete. Now, I mean, you wouldn't see him at the Winter or Summer Olympics. I'm not saying that. I, I don't <laughs> right. think he's going to run 4-4-1. But he's a real live tight end. He's a, he's a real live three-down tight end. And a lot of the tight ends that come into this league are not, you know, they're, they're oversized wide receivers or they're third tackles. And, you know, several of the guys that I saw Dulcich Dulcich from UCLA is another one in Chip Kelly's offense. He's asked to play real live tight end. And so he has to know how to do it. Mike Keith, voice of the Titans. Appreciate you, man. Good stuff. Good to be with you. Have a good one, Mike. Thanks, Mike. Football player, baseball player, no basketball. <clears throat> they were good, he said. Yeah. Without him. <laughs> Tough place to be. Yeah. They go. I can, uh, I can relate. <laughs> That's why I was at Julie Green <laughs> shooting threes. All right. Uh, when we come back, we'll visit with Dave Mason, betonline.net. He's going to have all kinds of prop bets for you. We had this guy on last year, and it was a lot of fun with all the creative stuff they've got going with the uh, Super Bowl coming up this weekend. Dave Mason, next, 3HL 1045 this up.
Did y'all know the Super Bowl is coming up this weekend? Anybody? Anybody? Is it? Where? Do you have – I mean, we, we need to get some betting advice, don't we? I mean, I'm, I know it's Monday, but we need to start rolling on this thing. No, nah, yeah, you got to start – yeah, you got to hash this out. Ain't it's no need never too early because Mm-mm. you don't – I mean, you have so many betting options in this game alone. Yep, Dave Mason, Bet Online joins us now, um, and uh, we're ready to roll in it. Uh, Dave, what's up, man? How are you? I'm great, man. Fun week. Very busy, but it's a fun week. What do you think of, of this matchup in general? Obviously, uh, halfway through the season, none of us thought Cincinnati would be there, but here they are, and right. they've got they've got a, a hot-shot quarterback, obviously, and a lot of star power with the Rams. What, what do you think, uh, just big picture, about this matchup? Well, I, you know, I love it. You know, uh, beginning of the season, you talk about different expectations on each. You know, the Bengals were – we had them at 150-1 to 1 in August – to win the Super Bowl, they were just uh, okay. Burrow's good, but they're still a few years away, kind of team, you know. And uh, and and the Rams, they loaded up, building this kind of super team, and and uh, got Stafford and some other big acquisitions. And they're amongst the favorites in in August. I believe they're about twelve to one, about the, one of the top four or five teams, I believe. Yep. So uh, yeah, I mean, and then Bengals. I mean, they were sixty-six to one as, as as recent as week ten. Then they just went hot as hell, you know. Sit lot, won the last seven, seven and zero against the spread. They weren't only winning, but they were covering seven and zero against the spread in their last seven. And four of those games are outright dogs. Uh, one is outright dogs. Uh, you know, it's gonna come. It's gonna come down to that defense. You know, defense will will the Bengals be able to protect Burrow? I mean, there there's no secret that their offensive lines are probably their weak spot um he's been sacked 12 times in the postseason got sacked left and right during the regular season and uh and the rams i think at the, the top three team and then sacks in the, in the nfl this year so they're gonna have to protect them but um you know the the betters the betters like the Bengals. We're we're gonna be Rams fans on Super Bowl Sunday. Like sixty four okay. percent of the cash is sixty four percent of the cash is on the Bengals right now. Wow! Wow! Dave Mason, uh, Bet Online oh. Sportsbook brand manager, uh, talking about uh, Super Bowl coming up. Yeah, it seems like Dave every game's decided by three points, and here we sit with this four four and a half point line. Do you think that line is where it needs to be? Yeah, I don't think it's going to move too much. We opened three and a half, actually, okay. and they got bet to four and a half and then yeah. down to four. Um, that four and a half to four is just a kind of risk management public move. Wasn't any sharp action. Um, just a lot of money coming in on the Bengals. So, you know, hey, I, I, I can't see it moving at too much more. Could get to three and a half. Um, I, it, it depends. Is, is Are there sharps? waiting to bet late um, on the Rams. I, I don't know, but eh, it's probably going to stick four, but four and a half to three and a half, you know, half point either way. I can't see it going any more than that. Yep. What is this, the Joe Burrow effect? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think so pretty much. I mean, yeah. how, how, how can you not? I mean, it's yeah. such a great story. He's such a cool dude. It's hard not to watch him and be like, oh, this guy's going to win. You know, it's just that swagger. It's almost like he's a, it's like a, Young Tom Brady, just the way he's like, oh, how can I bet against that guy? But right? you know, it's yeah. a team sport, and, and and that defense is the Rams, and you know the Rams are playing in front of the in their home stadiums. We'll see. You know, it's the lines where it should be, and that's where it usually is on a Super Bowl game. It's it's usually a pretty 
balanced or pretty square line where you know it's it's sharps aren't manipulated manipulating it too much either way Dave Mason with us talking about the Super Bowl. Uh, Dave, how active are people with prop bets uh, compared to just the the line and the and the total? Oh man, I mean, there's so many prop bets. It, it's during the way I can compare. Like, let's say during a regular season game, probably when you're comparing the you know spread total money line, you know parlay teasers that that'll you combine all that up and it'll probably do about ninety percent of the action versus props for the super bowl it's probably split 55 45 right <laughs> around there so i mean there's just so many props you know it, it's just it's overwhelming and we have this prop software too that adds even people can build their own props with matchups and everything so it's just i remember back in the day when i first got in the industry you know we used to promote we had 300 props and we we're pounding our chest and now it's my God, it's 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 thousands of props. When you, it's it's insane. I I I don't even know what I haven't even looked at everything we offer. You know, it's just too overwhelming. <laughs> it's probably impossible, right? Like, I mean, oh, yeah, it is. It is. We talked to you last year, and there, I mean, there were some crazy things out there. Is there anything related to the halftime show with like Ice Cube and those guys? Oh, absolutely! I mean, <laughs> the halftime show is great. Um, you know, we we have uh, my favorite here is. Will any of the headlining artists be smoking? Uh, you, you're talking about Dr. Dre. You got Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg, Eminem, Mary J. Blige, and uh, Kendrick Lamar. And I don't know much about Mary Bel- J. Blige and Kendrick Lamar, but uh, I, I know the other three have been known to. Uh, that it has to be like a heavy favorite. Hey, but, yes, right? Yeah, especially with. Well, especially Snoop with in LA. Now, certain states, right? I mean, right. it's like. It's, you know, it's like well, whatever. So I, yeah. <laughs> uh, we have we have first song, last song. Um, you know, we have all this NFT stuff. That's like the new craze. Like, you know, every year there's some kind of new betting angle, and, and these NFTs are just everywhere. And I guess these guys are into NFTs. So what NFT are they going to show? And and I, I, I'm showing my age, but I don't get it myself, so I can't even give you an educated <laughs> yeah. opinion. Like one of my yeah. coworkers sent me an article. Well, here's an article. Just read. I'm like, I'm two paragraphs in. I'm already confused. So, but we have props on it for all the youngins out there. That is great. I love it. Hey, um, we're with you, by the way. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> or at least I am. <laughs> one, one prop I know everybody loves is is the national anthem. Like, it right. is. Is the normal national like is there a, a short range of what most national anthems are in terms of time? They're usually right around two minutes. Um, you know, minute fifty something is usually right around the uh, the, the time. There was there wasn't. There's not much data out there um, this year on this woman who's singing it. Uh, there was one video posted on YouTube and she did it fast. We did it real fast. So we opened up that and added some time onto it. Cause there is a history of whenever you find these people, um, these performers and there, you find videos of them singing a national anthem, whether that it's at a, you know, all an MLB all-star game or, or whatever at Super Bowl, they always, they always so go a little bit longer. Yeah, yeah exactly. And yeah. They're on the world's biggest stage. So 
they're going to milk that la- you know brave as long as it can that last that last word so so we opened like 95 seconds i think and it's getting bet over we did have some a bunch of over money come in all at once today so we kind of locked it up for a while that's the thing with the anthem i mean it's just so it's like I don't know if you remember last year, but last year some guy was outside the stadium on rehearsal day and he videotaped it or didn't even videotape it. Well, he had his phone out videotaping the stadium with, with you the audio. Whoever, I can't remember. Yeah, hear the audio and put it out on Twitter and it just went so viral and all the sport. Everybody's betting the over. And we got flooded with overaction. It's like, okay, what the hell happened? Like every year, it happens. Every year, but usually it's like a, you know, usually it's like a security guard, and he knows some guy, and the security guard's giving him a few bucks, and he gets it to the guy, and people are betting. But this was like never seen before. It was just a flood of action. So we closed it up, and uh, yeah. So that's always a interesting one so you know i i always every every super bowl i think i i, I should i gotta hire a, a security guard and with a stopwatch <laughs> at one of these things and but i never do dave mason <laughs> bet online sportsbook brand manager betonline.ag check all of those prop bets out right there and uh dave always enjoy the visit man thank you thanks for having me take right, care there he is yeah mickey guyton singing the national uh anthem and mickey guyton. i was shocked that you didn't know who mary j blige was what's the 411 come yeah, on man. come on now i just roll with that my truck the other day yeah dave you've been under the rock wait a minute give him well, one of them he is outside the country i think but I was, oh, well, okay oh, yeah. he might be oh, Mary's international, though. Is mickey she's at nashville international oh international mm-hmm. oh mary j blige yeah yeah for a long time exactly yeah. come on dave 90s, man. All right, uh, when we come back, uh, 5 o'clock hour, 3HL, 104.5. Oh.